So Jesus journeyed from town to village preaching. He was accompanied by the twelve and some women. What am I supposed to say about that? I don't, what's the point of that gospel? What's the message? What did Jesus teach us in that gospel? And I was just kind of struck that the um, writer of the gospel was writing things that were important, like trying to catch the essentials. Maybe he preached about this. And for what it's worth, I, I do think the, in that culture, people might have been like, yeah, Jesus journeyed and preached and, and accompanying him were the 12, those people, the 12 he'd chosen. And then they hear, and some women, and several others besides Mary Magdalene and Susanna and Chusa's, whatever. Um, I think they were kind of surprised at that moment. Wait, he walked in the company of men and women? And this rabbi had, like, that's kind of different. I don't know, I think the Gospel writer thought this was important to mention. To show us that our Lord was never hindered by cultural boundaries. In his time, he did things that the cultural expectations would have said, you don't do that. He would have spoken, not just to the Samaritan, but the Samaritan woman at the well. It was different for him. And he came to show us, look, these, these divisions, I don't see them. I, I walk right over them. And I see the people in front of me as, as beloved children, sons and daughters, in great dignity. Yes, I know Mary Magdalene had seven demons, but she's still my daughter. And I'm pleased to have her in my company. And it emphasizes that from their resources, what did they do? They provided for him. They gave him themselves towards him, towards the needs of the twelve. They were happy to serve. They didn't feel subservient. They were happy to serve the Lord and his twelve. And they provided for them from their own resources. You kind of wonder if, if you know, Herod's servant, Chusa, has their credit card and he gets the bill at the end of the month. Honey, you spend what? On who? Who's this Jesus guy? And why are you spending so much money? They spent from their own resources. I was going to take you to Disney World. Honey, I don't want to go to Disney World for the fourth time. I was happy to spend from our resources to provide for his needs, for his 12, for that church community, that gathering of God. And it, it connects a little bit to the first reading insofar as those women different from all the women in their peer group, perhaps, who were so consumed with whatever else they might have wanted. I wanted the, my husband to, to buy me my, my diamond necklace, or the, the earrings I wanted, or the new car, or whatever else, and they, they came to consider all things as lost, because if for this life only we have hoped, we are the most pitiable beings, pitiable beings of all. By this time, Mary Magdalene and others had experienced the emptiness of this life. I don't want those luxuries, honey. I don't want those things. I don't even want the fame of, of whatever else I might get on Facebook. I just want to serve the one who's loved me so much, who's healed me of so many wounds. And that's what they did. And they were the ones who were found at the, feet of, at the foot of his cross. They were faithful to him. When it was easy and popular, and it was the most unpopular. We ask the Holy Spirit simply to open our minds and our hearts to this mystery 
of our Lord who reaches out to every single one of us, breaks down some of the cultural boundaries. We talked last Sunday about the division sometimes that we experience in our world and community today. Definitely still fresh, the, the separation sometimes felt as women are greater than men or men are the greater than women or whatever else it is. Our Lord says, look, I see you, each one, and call you, all of you, to follow me. And we ask the Holy Spirit to help us experience the emptiness of this life only as we look for greater things and give ourselves to greater things. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.